the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for tuning in today. In the beginning, God gave us the perfect prescription for a well-balanced marriage. Then came Satan, and the rest, as they say, is history. Be encouraged. God's word says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. God has always done his part. We need to get back to doing our part. Listen with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us. Male and female is God's design. It doesn't matter what the laws of man has passed. The word of God is still the word of God. Where are the amens? I hope the culture haven't gotten a hold of your mind. Male and female. If you have reproduction, it has to be with a male and female. Female, he created them. Verse 28, then God blessed them. Blessed them. Now, he blessed a male-female relationship. You don't bless any kind of relationship. Now, this is not a political correct sermon. These kind of sermons get me in trouble, but I really don't care. Because I want God, I want to please the Lord. There's enough confusion outside the walls of the church. You don't need me to be, I don't need to be petting and pampering you. Don't you want, how many of y'all want straight truth in here? We want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Your children need it. Your grandchildren need it. And you know what? It's getting harder and harder to, to preach the truth in the church because your minds have been shaped by media and technology and Facebook and tweets and Instagram and movies and and uh, and all, all uh, the who's who in society and movie stars and late night shows and you so bombarded with the philosophies and ideologies of this world until you have been baptized immersed in it and you've heard wrong so long until wrong seems right. And so when you hear truth, you think something's wrong with me and you're looking at me like I'm cuckoo. I'm not crazy. I have good spiritual sense. Only the truth is going to set you free. God created marriage for procreation. So God created man in his own in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed that union. And God said to them, now underline this, be fruitful and multiply. Now some of y'all don't like that part. Be fruitful and what? Y'all know what that means. Have babies. 
Now you have babies in a marriage. Yeah, you hanging with me. And now when you have babies outside of marriage, you complicate things. Uh, you make things difficult for yourself. Uh, you, 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 finan- you get financially broke when you're outside of the marriage. Here, come, here comes the child support. Here comes the attorney fees. Uh, here comes the baby mama drama. Here comes all, all this stuff for a little momentary pleasure. But you're paying that child support for some decades. How quiet is it getting now? That's right. Be fruitful and multiply in the context of holy matrimony to the glory of God. Now, that's not algebra. That's not chemistry. That's Bible. How many of you understand? If you understood what I just said, understood what I just said, raise your hand. Say amen. amen. But you know what? It's amazing how married folk, a lot of married couples, don't want to have children. What is wrong with you? He said, well, I can't have them. That's why you have adoption. There are a lot of children you can just take in. There are a lot of, listen, listen, that's a wonderful thing. What if, what if Adam and Eve said, I know what God said, but we, I don't want to multiply. <laughs> Y'all laughing at that. That sounds funny. No, we just, we don't want a children to, I never seen children before, but I don't think I want any. <laughs> Y'all laughing. Oh, let me, let me go, let me go another round with you. Noah, when he got off that ark, it was just Noah and his, you know, Noah, I love Noah. He's one of my favorite biblical characters. That man preached for 120 years and only folk got on that ark was his family. That gives me hope when folk don't want to listen. Really does. That encourages me. I mean, he preached all that time. Never seen rain. Uh, you know, uh, all the hardness of the heart. Everybody was doing what was right in, in, in their eye. And and he preached. He preached. He preached. He preached. He preached. Year after year, decade after decade, over a century. And all his family got on board. Yeah. What do you? And God, when they got off that boat, got off that ark, there was a rainbow signifying. That never again would the water destroy the world. Next time it be, it's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. But what? If, and God told, He gave a command. Uh, and there's only 80 of y'all. Uh, be fruitful and multiply. What if Noah and his family and, uh, and the husbands and wives and all the sh- on that ark said, We don't want to have babies? Then the human race would have become what? Extinct. Y'all scared to say it. Extinct. You know, children are a blessing from the Lord. You said, when I look at mine, they're not. (laughs) 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 But they are a blessing. And uh, don't be afraid to have children. Don't be afraid. Amen? Amen. I know some of y'all scared. You shrivel up and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, t- you know, and and really, it's best to have them when you're young and married. You know, you can you can you can have them older, but you know, you getting old too, and you can't. You know, you you can have children, and then can't throw a football. You know, you can't play baseball. You can't. You you bending over. Arthritis got you. 
You know, you, I look at my grandchildren now. I'm, I'm glad to see them come. And uh, I'm so happy with them. But, but, um, but when they leave, I can just smile. They got a mom and daddy. I don't have to sweat thing. I threw my ball and went to the games with Randy. So if I go to their, their games, that's just an add-on. But, but it's their responsibility ultimately to raise their children. And it's not my business to interfere with them. Give your children space to raise their children. Don't, don't be a nagging in-law. You got all the answers. You God. And mad because they don't take your advice. Give counsel. Be loving. Be kind. Have fun. You know, when, it, when your grandchildren around you, don't be mean to them. Don't be trying to beat them. I mean, you only got them for a little time. You know, so enjoy them. You know, it's bad when a, when a grandchild runs from the grandmama. <laughs> be, be, you know, it, earn the right to speak in their lives. Well, they want to come to your house because they know they're going to get a, a break, going to get spoiled, going to get love. You know, well, they don't want to leave. That's a good thing. Amen? Let me go on. Why did God create marriage? God created marriage for the raising up of godly children. For the raising up of godly children. Malachi chapter 2 verses 15 through 16 says, Didn't the Lord make you one with your wife? In body and spirit you are his. And what does he want? Look at that. Godly children from your union. How do we affect this world for righteousness? When, you, when, the, when the mother knows Jesus, the father knows Jesus, you hand your faith down to your children, you, and you bring them to church. You see those beautiful children? I just love that young man singing and lead that song. You see those little cherubim? You see those little choir kids up there singing and doing speeches and dancing before the Lord and so free in the spirit? That's healthy. We live in a day now where children don't even come to church because the parents haven't cracked the door of a church. How are you going to raise up a godly generation unchurched? No Bible. You got to say, this is a Bible. They got football in them, volleyball in them, everything in them but the Bible. Because marriage is a covenant relationship with God, Every effort is to be made to preserve it for as long as we both shall live. As Pastor Rander is showing us in today's message, we must do our share to energize our marriage. Think well of each other. Prayerfully leave it to God to change what needs to be changed in our spouse. Be selfless, not selfish. Be humble toward each other. Forgive each other. Be determined to have a Christ-centered marriage and be filled with the Holy Spirit in all things. To raise up godly children, handing down your faith, talking to them about the things of God. So guard your heart, remain loyal to your wife, husbands. So guard your heart, remain loyal to the wife of your youth. Look at verse 16. Look what he said. For I hate divorce. 
says the Lord. What's, what's his attitude about divorce? He hates it. He hates it. Even if there are very few biblical grounds for it, he still hates it. He still hates it. That's his attitude toward it. To divorce your wife is to overwhelm her with cruelty, says the Lord of heaven's army. So men and women both alike. So guard your heart in marriage and family. To, uh, so guard your heart to be unfaithful. To, uh, do, do not be unfaithful to your wife. We live in a day of unfaithfulness. Stop saying you are a Christian while habitually committing adultery at the same time. There's no such thing as a Christian adulterer. Don't look at me like that. You look at me cross-eyed. I, I, I practice adultery even though I'm a Christian. You, 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 there's no such thing as none of that. A Christian drunkard. A Christian gay person. A Christian. No, the Bible speaks against this. How can you be a Christian that? Now, you know what? Y'all get real quiet now because the culture has grabbed your mind and twisted your mind till you don't even know what is truth. That's the problem. That's the problem. God hates divorce. He loves marriage. And he wants you to stay married. And he wants you to love your husband, to love your wife, to love your children. He wants you to be intentional about your marriage. Don't be cruel to your wife. And wives, don't be cruel to your husbands. Guard your hearts. Saints, if we guard our hearts, if we restrain our hearts, if we safeguard our hearts, it will keep us from being unfaithful if you guard your heart. We'll not be unfaithful. We'll not be cruel. Just be cruel to the husband, cruel to the wife, being hard, harsh, mean, and indifferent toward your spouse. Listen, it's enough hell in the world without having hell in the house. When the husband and the wife serve one another in the unity of the spirit, it creates a wonderful Christian environment for rearing children to affect them for righteousness. So when the husband and wife dies, the mom and daddy die, uh, the work of God, the kingdom goes on through those children because you have raised up godly offspring, not little hoodlums. Godly offsprings. They caught the vision of God from daddy, from mama. They caught the vision of how to tithe and give to God from mama and daddy. They caught the vision of what it means to live holy from mama and daddy. They don't cuss because mama and daddy's not cussing. They, they, they live, so the righteous, righteousness go on. It lives on beyond you because of what you've inculcated in those children. And it carries on once you're with the Lord. For the raising up of godly offspring, children are to be born in a context of marriage is God's ideal. It's God's ideal. Number uh, number two. I'm just no number two. Wow. Wow, that's a low number one. 
I guess somebody needed it. Number two, we bless our marriage by keeping it holy through the word of God. We bless our marriage by keeping it holy through the word of God. The scripture says in verse 5a, for it is made holy by the word of God. It is the word of God that transforms our marriage. It is the word of God that cleanses our marriage. It's the word of God that convicts our marriage. Uh, it, It convicts our hearts in our marriage which results in a healthy Christian Christ-centered marriage. It is the word of God that transforms our marriage, cleanses our marriage, convicts our heart in marriage so that we can have a healthy, well-balanced marriage. The word of God does that. Psalms 119.9 says, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Psalms 119 verse 11 says, also says, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Our marriage is made stronger when the word of God purifies our thinking. When the, when the thinking, when our heart is purified, uh, then our thinking is affected for righteousness. Our motive is affected for righteousness. Our attitude, our heart, and our speech is affected for righteousness. We bless our marriage by keeping it holy through the word of God. Number three, we bless our marriage when we constantly pray for one another. That's how you bless your marriage. When you constantly pray for one another. Verse five says, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. James 5.16 says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, accomplishes much. A marriage that is clothed and developed in righteousness and prayer will gain more victories through trials that intrude into our marriage. Your marriage will have trials. Even as a single person, you will have trials. No one is exempt from the trials of life. Singles ought to be clothed with the righteousness of God. You ought to be cloaked with prayer, just like married married couples, uh, in order to gain victory through trials. When 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 your life is cloaked in prayer and righteousness, you will be more peaceful. Even when people say things, that you know have hurt you. You'll be more peaceful. You won't get even. You won't give them a word for a word. You won't so-called lay down your religion. I wonder about those folk that can lay their religion down. They must don't have, maybe that's why they lay it down because it's religion. Because if you really had a relationship with the Lord, you can't lay that down. Do I have a witness out there? You know, when you're cloaked, when your marriage is cloaked, when your life as a single is cloaked in righteousness and prayer, you have unity in your family and you will be able to withstand the attacks from the enemy, Satan. You will win battles over the enemy. So so you bless your marriage when you pray for one another. Pray, 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 pray. Number four, you bless your marriage and family when you are maturing spiritually in Christ. You bless your marriage and family when you are maturing spiritually in Christ, which result in fewer conflicts. When you are maturing in Christ, you have less tension in marriage and less strife in marriage. This is why it is critical that you both, husbands and wives, that you grow spiritually. You'll know better how to minister to your children as you grow spiritually 
as parents in Christ. Second uh, Peter 3.18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Also, if one spouse is more spiritual than the other, the one who is more spiritual should be willing to be patient and wait on the spiritual development and growth of the spouse who's not as spiritual as you. Okay, and if you can't wait on their development and help cultivate their spiritual development, maybe you're not as spiritual as you think you are. We're not all at the same level. Okay, we're not all at the same level. Love is patient. Love waits on the other. Number five, how do you bless your marriage? Uh, You bless your marriage when you do not put your children above your spouse. You bless your marriage when you do not put your your children above your spouse. Refuse, I say refuse to wrap your lives so tightly around your children while neglecting your spouse. You run out with them, you best friends with them, you go shopping with them, you and the girls, you hang out, you or the boys and the daddy hang out. It's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. It's healthy, but it can get convoluted if you spend all your time with your children at the expense of your spouse. This is why the divorce rate increases after children leave the home. And when the children grow up and leave the home, y'all look at each other as husband and wife. You say, who are you? Who are you? What's your name? It is imperative that you keep cultivating your relationship and making each other priority because when you're together in, in a unity of the spirit and you're giving your husband and wife's time, those children can't play games against the both of you. No, 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 no. They can't go run to one to the other. You know, they, are, they have a mutual respect because you all are operating in the unity of the spirit. Ephesians 5.31 says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, his wife. That's right. Children, you are to respect your mother and your father. And the parent's obligation is to bring it to your attention as a child that you are disrespecting my spouse. And I don't appreciate that. And by the way, parents, don't run down your husband or wife to your children. Look how quiet it's getting now. You know, your daddy, I don't know what I'm going to do with that man. That's your daddy. Wait a minute. That's your husband. You know, you, you're causing that child a disrespect. Don't you, don't you not, not even see you fussing and fighting. If you have a disagreement, wait till he go to school. Or y'all go off and have a lick of ice cream cone and have a conversation. Don't be squabbling before those kids. And they are that nervous. And, and that's why they flunking their homework because they got an emotional home. Sometimes they want to put an ED label on these children when the homes are ED. It, homes are emotionally disturbed. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh in union. Number six, you bless your marriage and family by spending quality time together. By spending quality time together. A sure sign of marital erosion in your marriage is when you spend less and less time together. You enjoy being around your friends more than your spouse. Or you choose to stay at work and you work overtime and overtime and triple and weekend because you don't want to go home and deal with issues. So your work is your escape. But you have to go home. And some of you, 
You, you, you go out at night, come in at two. What? You married. You need to go home. Why are you rambling around at two? You can only get in trouble. Who you look? You're not out there by yourself at two o'clock in the morning. You're not fooling me. Well, I was just out there riding around. No, you wouldn't. You went somewhere. You wouldn't just joy riding around. What are you doing? Looking at the stars and how nice the moon looked? I don't believe that. Quality time. <laughs> a couple more and I'll be done. We bless our marriage through perpetual courtship. We bless our marriage through perpetual courtship. This is what keeps the marriage fresh. This is what keeps the marriage vibrant. This is what keeps the marriage full of life. In other words, there should never be an end to courtship in our relationship. We must continue to do the things we did prior to marriage, such as kisses. You know how y'all used to kiss before you got married? You couldn't wait to smack. Some of y'all wasn't smacking. You were juicing, you know. You laid them lips on her. I mean, man, boy, come on now. Y'all said, my child's in here. This is where they ought to hear. Won't y'all say amen? amen. You hug. You all under the steering wheel. You under, his, under him. He, could, he was turning like this. He had to turn with his fingers because you were all under him. Now you've been married for 20 years. There's a vacuum in between y'all. God's design for marriage is lasting. If we take an honest look around us, we can see that marriage based on God's word are based on love and commitment and will stand no matter what. The strongest legacies are established for generations to come. Praying and trusting God to bless us with a spouse designed just for us will last a lifetime. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.